Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Money Smart Pod. I'm your host, Sean McMahon, and today we're bringing you our third day of coverage of the International Futures Industry Conference, aka FIA BOCA. Today is the final day of the gathering, so the agenda is a bit shorter. The morning began with a panel about the role sponsorship can play in improving diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizations. We then heard from leading risk experts on how best to manage volatility. And let's face it, sometimes it seems like volatility never subsides for too long these days, so that was a fantastic panel. And finally, the conference concluded with a discussion that focused on commodities and how the response to global climate change has led to a growth in trading of new commodity products that focus on things like carbon offsets and the metals needed to make all those electric vehicles that Will Farrell and everybody else seems to be buying these days. And since we're closing the book on yet another Boca, we decided to continue what has become a bit of a tradition for this podcast when we make the road trip to FIA events. We invited FIA President and CEO Walt Lucan onto the show to wrap things up and hear his thoughts on everything that was seen and heard throughout the week. Walt always does a heck of a job of hosting FIA Boca, so I think you'll enjoy his insights. And now I'm joined by the uh, host of this week's events, Walt Lucan, the president and CEO of the FIA. Walt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad uh, it's Thursday. Yes. You, you survived the week so far? Survived the week. It's been a wonderful week and uh, a lot of great, great trends and discussion points for our industry going forward. Yeah, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. What did you feel like were the key themes or key takeaways from, from this week in Boca? I think it's just worth noting the resilience of our industry. I think that was in my opening remarks. I mentioned that the last year was almost dog years uh, for us. There's been so many different issues that we've had to deal with, whether it's the war, LME event, you know, FTX, you know, even most recently, ION, dealing with a cybersecurity incident. So all those things in our industry has been incredibly resilient through it all. And in fact, not only that, but you know, a lot of the, the risk management that the global economy needs to, to do um, comes through our markets during those times. And so we've been able to handle those volumes and trade activity you know, without much problem. So for us, I think it shows the importance of our risk management markets to the global economy. Yeah, you know, I was joking around with your staff uh, just a couple minutes ago about how it seems like the motto these days in the derivatives industry is not new normal, but what normal or, you know, what's next? Because yeah. it just seems like there's geopolitical stuff, market stuff coming along all the way. So what do you think the industry's done to to get to this point where it's so resilient? I mean, you know, yesterday the chairman was talking about some of the regulatory reforms that were put in place that have helped it. But it's more than that, right? No, it's it's learning from our mistakes. And I think our industry has gone through crisis after crisis over many years. And instead of putting our heads down, what we've done is rise to the occasion and tried to learn from each of those mistakes to build a better, stronger mousetrap for our industry. So I think that has been important. You know, most recently, I think we, when COVID struck and we had incredible volatility in 2020, 
we really became purposeful on how you know the, the trade flows of our, our our trades happen and how they're cleared, and making sure that they're safe, resilient, that they're happening quickly. And so, for the last two years, we've been really looking at the trade settlement process of our industry, and we formed a standards body, the Derivatives Markets Institute for Standards, called DMIS for short. And we're working on that to make sure that when an event happens, you know, the the plug and play infrastructure that we have can help uh, with this resilience and for us to recover quickly. Yeah, you know, we're talking about the new normal or what is normal these days. So, you know, I kind of think of President Bartlett in that TV show, The West Wing, where his whole motto was like, what's next? You know, so so Walt Lucan, what's next? (laughs) What is next? I wish I could predict that uh, being a different job. No, I think for us, we're we continue to follow our mission. I think for us, you know, as the lead trade association for the global exchange trade derivatives markets and cleared markets, we listen to our members, and we're happy from the vibes that we're getting this week. It's happy to hear that you know that we're growing. Um, you know, we had another fourth consecutive record year of volumes uh, for us, up thirty four percent this year. And so I think for us, we're, we're trying to understand how we can better serve that community. You know, one area I would note as part of that, that success story is retail participation. I think one thing coming out of COVID, and you saw this um, quite a bit in the crypto markets, but even beyond crypto, you know, just normal investing, retail people are given more tools today uh, through smartphones, uh, the banking apps that connect to those smartphones um, and so we have an ability for more average day citizens to access our markets. And how should we approach that? You know, how should we as a community that has traditionally been a wholesale market deal with the retail community? So that's something I think we're starting to look at with some of our partners that cater that community and whether there's a role for FI uh, going forward in that topic. I mean, is there an education angle to that? Because of, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago and oil went negative, there was all kinds of retail options traders who (laughs) didn't even know that that could happen. Um, And I do see, I agree. I see all these new products coming out. So where's the education? Like we got to take care of that as well, right? With some of these new entrants to the market. Absolutely. And we had a round table in Chicago, um, you know, several weeks back and education was a key theme to that. I also was at the House Agriculture Committee's uh, hearing recently in which Alicia Crichton, our chair, testified. But, you know, a lot of the themes are, you know, how do we get tools into farmers' hands that they can manage risk? Uh, So not just people investing in our markets, but people who are actually everyday citizens who need to manage commodity risk. How can we do that better? So I think there is a huge opportunity here. FIA is in a consortium, an educational consortium with CME and ICE and and the NFA um, called Futures Fundamentals. Uh, org, And so if you're interested, please go to that site about all sorts of topics on our industry and how you can learn about how it's appropriate to get into our products. All right. And as we wrap up the week here in Boca, any personal favorite memories from the week or good times, you know, stepping away from the business stuff and, you know, hanging out with old colleagues and friends? Well, I definitely had a great time uh, with the exchange leaders panel to this year. Really, I don't know if this is a post-COVID Phenomena. We had nine CEOs from the top nine global exchanges from the the, the, the earth here in Boca. And just to hear them on stage together. And nine is a big group, obviously, but Bob Pisani from CNBC, 
did a masterful job of, of keeping that lively, of challenging that group. And a lot of interesting things came from that. So it was, to me, it was really interesting. I would secondly say, you know, last year, as you know, was a, a year where we had quite a bit of crypto interest in our markets. And we had uh, Sam Bankman Freed and FTX Group, along with a variety of other crypto. This year, after a bit of the crypto winner, there was less of that group here. Having said that, there were still a number of crypto firms here, but we were having a very productive conversation about the power of the current market structure. And there's a reason that some of that traditional market structure exists and the crypto community and our traditional finance are starting to understand better each other, uh, which I thought was very healthy. So to me, this was uh, a wonderful conference, a lot of good ideas going forward, and I'm looking forward to 2023. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of the folks were saying that, you know, as far as the the crypto stuff goes, the the hoodies and the t-shirts might not be gone forever. They might just be on hiatus for a little while. And there, you know, there's a lot of folks are still bullish that in a few years time, you know, that that whole segment of the marketplace will be right back there in Boca with with everyone else. So yeah, I put I gave my hoodie to my son. So uh, I'll have to get it back if, if the crypto industry comes back in full force. So. All righty. Well, hey, Walt, listen, I always appreciate your time and I know it's a busy week and uh, it's almost over for you. Right. Get some rest at the end of all this, but thank you for once again, putting on a, a tremendous event. You and your whole team do an excellent job and it's, it's one of the highlights of the year. So thank you. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and colleagues and be sure to follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at Modern Money Pod. And if you'd like a daily dose of Modern Money news delivered to your inbox, head on over to smartbrief.com and sign up for the Modern Money Smart Brief. The Modern Money Smart Pod is a production of Smart Brief, a future company.